Thank you again for joining another episode of Friends of Friends. This is season two, episode eight. That means nothing at all. It just means that uh, every seventh episode, I'm going to call it a new season just because there's a really cool song from the Pixies that talks about number seven. And it's just cool. So literally just for that, no particular reason. I might play the song in the background at a different time. But uh, aside from that, I mentioned I wasn't going to record on Saturdays, but uh, I did share that because I, well, not because, but I did share that I was in a blended family situation. So this weekend, there was more free time for myself because blended family situations are happening. And so sometimes I just kind of fill in the time with catching up with work or doing creative stuff and today I finally got to do creative stuff after trying you know very hard to hustle on the nine to five because that's first because I gotta pay bills obviously but uh but yeah uh self-care was screaming uh and so that's why also it wasn't reasonable for me to be online either just because um it's better when sometimes we take time and so I'm really excited to share what happened this weekend um, around being grateful and how to, you know, stay more present when you're sharing different moments with either your loved ones or even in conversations, just how to really um, use the situation for growth. And I think we can do that in a lot of different situations, whether it's with friends or with coworkers or with family. a lot of times we look at different situations that way and just find it too much conflict to even deal with. And so the episode tonight is going to be titled Be Your Own Support System First to Help Others. So we can't really help anyone unless we are helping ourselves. And so with that mindset, I want to encourage, um, you know, just to be able to fight daily for things that you really want even though they might mean nothing to no one but because they mean something to you I think that those are important and I think we need to highlight how to find those things that are important to you and when sometimes things matter to us so much that it puts on the line our relationships and our you know friends it pushes them away it's because it's kind of triggering back into one of our values or something we really feel is you know very important and maybe we just don't know how to communicate that and it might seem that maybe we're being selfish or closed-minded but uh, in the nuance of communication especially in a tech era it can be really hard to get all that out so um with all of this because of the intricacy of a human finding their own values um i'm gonna just share a little bit of uh What brings me to talk about, you know, the topic of being your own support system and just kind of having that because culturally or, you know, I in my family just didn't have it. We shun down on therapy. Um, Many of us, I really hope that a lot of families don't do that anymore. But, you know, a lot of a lot of people do that Um, and it's not rare. So my experience around mental health has been challenging because of me not knowing how to express myself, Uh, me not knowing what things were really important to me. And and when I did know what was important to me, uh, 
I found myself refuting what other people had to say versus trying to get something meaningful out to them that would help us both compromise. And so because I saw that, I, I see that a lot of people may come off mean and rude, um, but they don't intend to do that. They try every time. Um, and so because people try, I think it's only fair to just keep communicating, especially, again, in a blended family situation. So that's kind of my motive to try to really help others figure out what's important for them outside of you know, anything that could distract us and really just morally in our heart, our values. And that's like really, really hard. But uh, I think with a couple things, just highlighting what we could do in different ways, um, we can exercise a little bit here and there. So my own personal story with mental health, at least from when I went to talk to therapists, well, I never had a background of how to speak to a therapist because my family did not even believe in going to therapy. So I wasted a lot of time going to therapy and venting my emotions and not really setting the expectation of, okay, I I don't want to continue running into these problems. What can I do? And then that puts the therapist in a situation where they know that I'm trying to achieve a goal. And that way they are championing me to get that get to that goal. Uh, a lot of therapists don't tell you that that is a helpful approach. They just allow you to freely speak. And I respect both aspects. I think they're both very important because both have helped me in different ways. But it's only been out of a handful of times um, that I've been to therapy is one or two actual not a handful of times, a handful of therapists that I've talked to, because I've probably talked to like six, but uh, but I've been to therapy a bunch of different times and for different stages of my life. And a couple of therapists really stand out. Um, my therapist now, she's really capable of seeing that one person is currently especially again with social media and how easily we are to get focused on probably the news or work more than our own emotions um she's aware that people are capable of doing this so she has a lot of patience when i tell her that you know i struggle to uh explain to my kids why it's important that they um have good cleaning routines Um, I know it's important because, you know, just to keep bugs out, right? But, uh, but I, as a child, I'm grateful. This is how, this is how I'll frame it. So this is how we can be grateful from a negative situation and then turn it into something that is valuable. So as a kid, my upbringing was very OCD. You couldn't make a mess. I couldn't even like actually play with toys or anything that would ruin the furniture because it was a whole thing. So I grew up very, like, almost I lived in a museum because it mattered to respect the property that you shared with your family. So I understood it in that way. And then there were times where because I did not clean, it meant that I had to receive negative words like, uh, that made it seem like my whole character of a person was based on lack of cleaning. And if anyone knows, you know, any Hispanic mother, they love cleaning and they love telling you that if you don't clean, it's a bad idea, it's a bad time. So 
I'm grateful, uh, and this is something that I taught myself recently that has been sort of helping, is uh, I'm very grateful for the fact that I had an upbringing that was so toxic around cleaning that now I can actually have a balance at my 30 years old after I've figured out cleaning by my, you know, by myself with help with different, you know, practices, but I'm not even great. I still struggle with it too. So it helps me now to tell my kids, well, cleaning doesn't get any better. Um, it definitely is not better if I yell at you guys or get frustrated or tell you, oh my gosh, come on, clean, help me to clean. Like there's nothing out of that. that that's not going to motivate you. But I think what motivates you might be if I finally say that my mental health gets impacted when I feel that the load of cleaning is all on me. So if we're having all a bad day, then we can take a break. Because that's reasonable. I don't expect everybody to clean every day because I don't clean every day. But um, but understand that we all have to work together because this thing can, you know, bring in insects to our house very quickly if we leave, you know, food out or whatever. And then when you explain it in that way, kids are more receptive. Like, wow, what do you mean? They start asking me, so what do you mean? They were very strict. And I would tell them, well, if I didn't clean the bathroom a certain way... Um, and there was one spot I would have to do it all over again. Um, it was more of a, it was more of a challenge to understand just the empathy around it, right? Because as a child, I would have understand uh, understood that my handicapped grandmother needed help. Um, but I think we could have avoided the the fact that if it was clean, to do it again. I appreciate the kids helping me and whenever they put stuff in the random place or wherever it belongs, I don't want to disrespect the fact that they tried. And so it helps me find that balance of really connecting with my childhood version self that I, I didn't like being judged on how I cleaned. And so as I grew up, I tried to take it up on myself and then that didn't work either. It disrupted my relationships. It made me seem like I was, you know, only focused on cleaning. And then very recently after I started exercising gratitude and, you know, just looking into how to communicate better with your family, I learned that having a plan, just kind of like we do at work, helps best because everybody likes to be able to predict what's expected of them. So I started in different ways. I started setting up everybody, do 15 minutes of cleaning, pick a spot, you know, and then I, I really wasn't able to continue that so i am blessed to have a partner that said okay well i'll try something i don't know what i'm gonna try but he came up with a list of assignments with people's names and then that developed into a list that changes daily and we all go off of the list it's actually everybody respects it and the next day you might get some same spot that you know your younger brother younger a sister got and so if they left a mess you're gonna go oh man you know they left a mess what the heck but if you left a mess for their new spot that's the same thing and and so now everybody really tries their best in fact i've seen them go right before they go to bed and they go oh i gotta clean the table that way the next person doesn't have a you know a hard day with it and they're mindful they know that everybody touches um every single surface everybody shares every single thing and we're all a part of everything so my real situation is 
there could be six people at a time in my house and this is a big family and so you know what's more important for me to keep fighting because cleaning is important or for me to say guys uh this physically is challenging for me um can we all come up with ideas and you know teenagers they want to feel valuable they want to feel heard they care and uh then they tell you when they're having a bad day uh it connects you more and because you come from your nature of being well intended to protect everybody from you know trying to have bad habits or having bad habits that you know you can really improve in yourself or in others by just having a simple communication conversation and saying hey um i'm seeing this and you want to talk about it how do you feel about it um so one practical way of finding out what matters to you in general is to either yourself just ask yourself you know when was the last time i felt really good really fulfilled what was i doing um and when you start writing that down you know when you felt really fulfilled when did you feel like you were being most you know collaborative in your community um sometimes helping makes us feel amazing and so was it when you help some you know cute old lady or old man or handicapped person put some groceries in their car um that mentally heals you um from you know depression or having a sad day that puts like coins in our bucket um for nice good feels it produces serotonin and so we're learning all those things and you can start actually aligning good habits that are easy and practical to you so that whenever you are having a bad day you turn around and you do that thing that you figured out makes you feel extra happy um when you do it but you can actually do those things in a way where it's a controlled way and uh depending on the energy depending on how bad the depression is you can do that thing sometimes it could be writing a pretty card of saying you know thank you uh to your partner saying hey i feel really crappy right now but thank you just for being there um that not only makes them feel very special that you're thinking about them but it makes you feel like not everything is so bad because you might have yourself that you might you know you give your pet food you gave uh your children dinner uh you may not have it all together but maybe you give your kids hugs or you say hi to your neighbor and nobody else talks to that neighbor so everybody needs to do their little bit of part of the day and it doesn't really have to be that part of a of a job to stay connected and really connect with the community and especially yourself because when we know ourselves a little bit better we can really go in and ask for what we want and so to be your own personal support system is really just capturing your values and your values can be found through that um my values came up as a as a kid when it was very easy for me to say well I feel that my emotions are more important than cleaning so I know I'm not going to hurt somebody's feelings for something as bleak as cleaning and when I do it out of impatience or lack of knowing how to communicate it really breaks my heart and everybody thinks that I'm you know being exaggerated because I am so I don't want to fall in that habit and I try to practice you know mindfulness empathy and saying hey i really i'm doing nothing again i'm so sorry guys i'm going to take a break um 
And you take your bricks and then you write out, you know, how you feel or you think about how you feel. You can record something about how you feel and what really brought you down to that moment. Uh, when I realized that I struggled with cleaning, it was just more important for me to respect my family. And I broke down to my partner and I said, I don't want to be mean to everybody. I'm really disappointed. I don't know what to do. Um, in many other words, right? But uh, that was really my call. And I didn't know how to say that until like five or six discussions around, why don't you guys help me clean? Uh, so sometimes we can say the right thing, uh, but it takes us 10, 12 times of arguing. And by the time we figure it out, it might be too late. Unfortunately, we might have lost that loved one or really disrespected somebody in the way. And so that's why it's important to be mindful and empathetic all the time. And when you are not aligning, especially with your family, approach it more curiously versus thinking that they're trying to upset you. Uh, most people don't try to upset you. They are trying to figure out what to do themselves. Nobody knows it. Nobody knows exactly, you know, what's the next step. So from adults to kids. And so, unfortunately, a lot of the things that move for us are our conditioning. And when we really check into that and go, why do I really do this? Why do I, why do I always sleep to the left? And before I go to sleep, I, you know, have to have my phone in a specific corner of the bed and, you know, all these things. And it could just be comfort or it could be, I don't know. So we really could just start asking our questions like, okay, so what do I get out of helping if, if helping is something that makes you happy? When you do find of a thing that you think, okay, this is what really makes me happy when I do this activity or do this thing with my friend or do this by myself, um, it could be anything. And really it could be anything, but get creative. And so whatever makes you happy, then really question. Like for me, it was like cooking. Well, I love cooking, um, but more so... I, because I hate cleaning, right? So cooking is really against like my value of like, oh my gosh, I hate making a mess because messes are a lot of work. And, but I'm grateful that when I get to make food for other people, that I'm able to be that person. I'm able to provide for my kids. I didn't know how to cook for a long time. So I'm grateful that I can do that now. And I'm grateful that I have enough money to provide for my kids because I remember living in food stamps before under you know parenting that they had disabilities and so it was very it was very stable and I'm grateful that I had that but I know how brittle all of that was because of the situation that those adults were in you know they they really couldn't work they were injured um and so when you try to see why you are prone to helping for me at least it was easy to see that when I helped other people, it meant that, you know, there was one less person with, you know, that didn't know. I didn't have a lot of education on the school system, and I missed out on a lot of opportunities. And no one encouraged me to ask, and I didn't think to ask. You don't know to ask what you don't know, unfortunately. So if you're trying to, you know, get out of a rut emotionally, really dig in and see, okay, so when was the last time I was really happy? What made me feel like that? When was the last time I was really sad? Well, maybe feel that and do the same thing for negative stuff. See why that makes you sad. And is it something that, you know, by accident you fell into? Sometimes we fall in unhealthy loops with our friends, our partners, and we really love them, but it's unhealthy. You can't stop fighting for some weird reason. That's our conditioning, and those can be edited, worked out. So 
I really find it, you know, exciting to learn about how the human brain works because I don't think we credit ourselves with a lot of what it's capable. And so I'm just excited to be able to share, you know, quick, easy things to be able to find your values. Like I said, ask yourself what moves you really when you're man. Why are you men? Is it reasonable? And if it is, why is it reasonable to you and not to others? And how can you make it reasonable to others? Well, by saying about your feelings, why they're invested in that thing. Is it because you demand respect? Why do you think people don't respect you? Is it because you think you are, you know, being dismissed? Well... Are you speaking to the right crowd? Sometimes we don't speak to the right crowd either. I did that a lot. And so that's why I think this is really cool because recording a podcast doesn't only just fill in a good practice of logging my emotions, you know, and trying to track how I'm improving them by exercising a lot of these things like gratitude, mindfulness, empathy, but also it is around the fact that creating a podcast for me leaves my kids with a memory that no one thought of leaving me. And so having parents that, you know, adopted you, you were placed with, you know, a family of people that just grew up and did their own thing, at least in my experience. And so nobody really sat there and thought about creating memories. We collected each other's baby clothes, baby whatever, but there was never memories of conversations of sweet things. Um, there was more just holidays that we'd remember. And, you know, we made the best out of that. And that was the advantage that I had. I was grateful for how busy we were with very strange things. Like I saw how my grandpa was connected into the community through his church um, and there was a lot of people there that I never really also understood or related to, but I was grateful to see that many crowds, whether it was at church, whether it's at birthday parties, whether it's at family reunions, the adults are always worried about what they're worried about, bills, trying to show your next relative that you have it together more than them or, you know, whatever. And you show your kids all nice and well-dressed. But if you pay attention, a lot of those places, even me as a kid being around those people, I never really had dinner unless I threw a fit. It passes us because we're so focused in the adult stuff that we forget. And so we don't teach our kids to go, hey, go fend for yourselves. Because that's, I mean... We are going to go and be very independent at a party. That's a reality. But we need to teach our kids to go and also get, to go and also talk. Yeah, go eat. If we are at a party, why not go talk to everybody and see what your family, especially in a family event, see what your family is up to. Go question their sanity for sure. That's what we're all here to do. Obviously, right now with the COVID, a lot of people aren't getting together. But, you know, you try your best. And with people that you do trust, with people that you know that are, staying safe and practicing, um, you know, good habits around COVID, you know, do what you need to do to stay mentally sane, whether it's, you know, being outside talking and just getting that time in because it's healthy for you to exercise empathy, even for situations you don't understand. Uh, maybe open up to one of your friends or neighbors about a little bit of an intimate moment that you have. Well, sometimes, you know, in the morning, I 
kind of sit there and just look at the sun and do nothing. It's pretty cool with what's going on with you. Versus the same old, yep, good, yep, good. So just different things. Uh, nothing special. And if you're not in the mood, then don't do it. Um, but always just stay respectful of your own feelings. Because doing that is important so that you can be respectful of others' feelings. We matter first before we can offer a healthy insight to others. Um, so it's not selfish to care for yourself. It's not selfish to stop and take a breather. It's not selfish to stop and disconnect from your family just to take a few minutes because you're offering more value in taking a break than pushing through and thinking that your feelings can be put aside because they cannot. So I wanted to be able to point out meaningful ways of how to find your values and really connect with who you are. I hope the quick, easy ways help. And most of these are just in conversations, whether it's with your, with yourself on a paper, ask yourself best times, worst times, what do I really get out of it? Um, and start jotting a little bit of that and see what comes up. Maybe you're surprised. Maybe gardening is a cool thing to try. I don't know. Uh, but aside from that, I think being mindful of everybody experiencing tension and stress is a good quick starter of, you know, not taking it for granted that the cashier is having a good day uh, or that the person driving next to you cut you off because of you. They might have cut you off because their family could have been rude to them this morning, and that's always sad. It hurts all the time. So I hope everybody got something out of this episode. Uh, I'm going to read the songs from last Thursday, and it was really cool again to play a song that was requested over Instagram. Uh, so this first song that was recommended was Malo by March... What? No, actually. So sorry. It's called Malo hyphen March of Progress. So Malo March of Progress by the Prime Thanatos. So cool song. Very actually it helped me focus. I used it to it was part of my daily playlist just in my working playlist. And because it's seven minutes long, I was able to it was able to get me focused into Zen. So thank you for that. Uh, freaking out the neighborhood mac demarco that was a cool song chamber of reflection mac demarco and hey kids featuring late verlaine by molina so those were our four songs from last time and if you have not yet found our facebook page go do that uh just because uh instagram also and thank you for joining tonight happy saturday and hope everybody has a nice self-care sunday good night